And intelligent women are taught to play small the minute they leave infancy. Because you're precocious and cute as a baby, you're irritating as heck when you're an intelligent girl. What's shaking? Welcome back to All In. Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. I'm here with my amazing guest, Gita. Gita, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk to you today because there's two big topics that I want to cover with you, which I think you can throw in a lot of insights. One is women in business, and the second is nutrition. And those even kind of tie together in a lot of ways, I'm sure, because I, I see women sometimes take unfortunately, sort of that lesser role in culture. And today I want you to help me empower women who are looking to go into business because I absolutely love that. You know, even my executive director is a female. I work with female-owned branding companies and PR companies because you just think ways that men never could. And I absolutely love that. I mean, just all these different perceptions and intuition that you have, and that's a benefit in, in business. It's just amazing. So how did you get started in business? Um, the wrong way, actually. I'm, I'm a good Indian child from my upbringing, from an upper middle class upbringing. So my parents told me to go off and get a really good degree and then get married. So um, I, I, you know, I, I did both those and ran away from both of them. So I became a lawyer. Um, and I was a corporate lawyer. I know, right? That was kind of pretty much what I thought. And so I was like, I was pushed. And so I jumped when I could. And my first child um, was very ill. Uh, he was allergic to some of the medication that he got as a baby. And so he spent around 200 days in hospital and was incredibly ill. He got cardiorespiratory arrest. He died in my arms. He had to be resuscitated. And when he came out, I had to find a way to make him well because he was sort of incurable. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe that. There must be something. Um, and so, so to give context, when I had my child in my 20s, the only thing in my fridge was champagne, pizza, and then I think I had some cigarettes in the corner. That's pretty much what my lifestyle was. What much else do you need when you're in your 20s that besides those three things? All the food groups, right? Yeah, you that got it. That was my theory. <laughs> all the major <laughs> food groups. <laughs> Until the day before my mother came to visit. Then I'd throw some vegetables and hide the cigarettes. So it was kind of like that. And then um, I had this child and I had to you know, change his diet. And I didn't know how to do it. So I was pulling on lots and lots of ideas of how to do it. And then I managed to spend the next decade, curing him, fixing him, making him healthy. And ultimately, when I needed to make a living as not as a lawyer, which was my total definition of what anything I would do, um, I set up a business in health and nutrition because it's what I knew how to do. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. my mother was really pissed off with me because she she decided that I was going into to, to waitressing. She wasn't sure how that you went to there from being a lawyer. Yeah, she was very upset. What? But, you know, we all survived. Yeah, we all survive. <laughs> that's great. Obviously, that's fantastic. so. Just because you were going, and is this because of the because you're a female, and that's what your mom was thinking? Is because you're going into nutrition, she thinks you're going to be a waitress, and she's automatically minimizing what your vision is. She minimized it because it was sort of almost that soft skill thing that you know, yeah. who does this? Why would you do this? Whereas you're an immigrant, go be a lawyer, and we understand that you wouldn't be a yeah. doctor, but at least you're a lawyer. So it's this thing of how with men, nobody pans your life out for you. 
you know? And no men, men very rarely understand what a privilege it is to not have your life fixed for you and for you to have an understanding that people think you can choose your own life. Whereas with women, it is just different. And intelligent women are taught to play small the minute they leave infancy. Because you're precocious and cute as a baby, you're irritating as heck when you're an intelligent girl. Oh, wow. That's an interesting perspective. So knowing this, there's something that I always tell females who are looking to work with me or who I'm just giving a piece of advice to that they're looking to go into business or really anything that's male dominated. You know, I'm in cybersecurity and that field is just stupid male dominated, which I despise to to my core. And I love helping women rise up, especially in this field. But when they're looking to go after something, I tell them, listen, this is awesome. I will empower you. I support you. But I'm just going to give you give you the straight truth. And this really is the straight truth for any female looking to go into business. You're going to have to work three times as hard as any man. That's for respect. That's for acceptance. That's for positioning. That's for status. That's anything else. Even though you could be way more intelligent than the 10 closest men around you, you're still going to have to work three times as hard because you're already at this disadvantage from a public perception state for exactly what you're talking about. What tips would you have for women that are getting into business? So one of the things that's really interesting about what you said is it's absolutely true. And we sort of take that on as granted that we're just going to have to work harder. But the thing that we aren't taught, which I learned later, and now I love it because I do leadership coaching in this area, is that we aren't taught to step into our power. Men are instinctively more powerful because you're stronger physically, right? So you carry more power. Look at you. You're a very powerful man. You know that. And it's a part of you that you enjoy right? Now, if a woman's very powerful, they rarely enjoy it. They find it quite scary and they're not sure how to joy. So we will look for, you know, approval and that smile instead of dead on and talk. You you have to teach women not to smile and to take themselves more seriously so that other people around them will take them more seriously. I've always been a very powerful woman, but I used to scare people until I got comfortable with it. And now I'm super comfortable with it. It's not an issue, but it's something you really have to teach women. How they show up as as powerful women is a big deal. That's incredible perspective. So even just because even in media training, you're right. I'm I'm confident. Even when you see videos of me, you can just tell that I exude that. But yes. it's it's for me, it's more of a tool, you know, and yes, I enjoy it because it can help me achieve outcomes, you know, but at the same time, when people get one on one with me, then it's, you know, first you project an image you know, from a, from a public perception and saying, hey, I'm a really confident guy. You can yeah. listen to me because I have wisdom. I also know the stuff and I do the things that I talk about, too. And I, I, that's how I project myself. But then when it comes to one on one. I'm really like one of the most soft and tender hearted dudes that that anybody will ever meet. And from it's almost like it's not even shifting into the feminine energy. It's actually, to me, even more of a masculine energy in that moment. Exactly. And that's so if I correlate that with what you're saying, it's almost as if women who want to be powerful in that moment, it's not smiling, but bring out the compassion, bring out a more masculine energy because a masculine energy is protective. It's uplifting. It's it's surrounding. It's supposed to be that way, at least the way that I feel anyways. No, absolutely. And it's really important because if you are, the, the, the difference with it is, is that when you get a man who's very confident in what he's doing, he's going to be super comfortable being soft, hard, 
projecting, whatever. Whereas women, when you're very strong and powerful, I mean, it's, it's not an accident that no man has ever been told he has a resting bitch face. <laughs> let's be really clear that's awesome which which man has ever in the history of time been told that whereas with the women you're like oh you're really scary oh that's my resting bitch face sod off it's absolutely not it this is just how i look and if you're afraid of me you have problems not me so when women exude confidence you have to find you have little tips and tricks you have to find just to diffuse what people are going to react to so you can't be aggressive about it so the more powerful i feel i think the longer my hair gets really i mean look how non-threatening it is this is true wow I mean, you're helping me make a visual connection right now. It is and so visual because you are a man. So 80% of your judgment is formed in the first four seconds on how I look. Yeah. Why would I not help you to feel totally comfortable if I want something from you? See, not this that is I do where... because I'm on your show and thank you very much for having me. But <laughs> I mean, ultimately, <laughs> let's be super clear. You know, that's really what I'm doing. Oh, goodness. That's amazing. I never would even, but now that I'm visualizing but women with this. shorter hair. Look at this. If I'm looking at it and you and you meet me and I'm yeah. sitting, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to look like a total dog, but if I'm <laughs> no, sitting here gonna... looking like this, but think about it. Are you this and, and I was like, hi, you know, it's, it's, it's just a totally different vibe. Even in your image there. Cause when you let your hair back down at first, it was behind your shoulders. And then when you moved it to in front of your shoulders too, it's a completely different perception. And it's very conscious. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. You're kind of blowing my mind today. You are already one Good. of my favorite people because, well, this, because is a- this, this is what I do for a living. So I teach people this because they don't understand it. And I've spent most of my adult life on a stage or on TV or somewhere. And I've had to, I learned in my twenties when I was on TV a lot, that the more intelligent um, I was going to be the more I covered up and wore trousers. The less I knew what I was talking about, the shorter my skirts got. Huh. Interesting. When, because nobody cared. I mean, obviously within reason. I was, I, yeah, you know, I was yeah. a lawyer, so I still, they were below my knees and everything. But I very clearly manipulate my public image depending on how intelligent I feel. If you're going to talk to me about something and I know, like monetary policy, I'm like, oh my God, I'll be wearing a really, really pretty feminine dress. But you want to talk about women in business, let's talk. I'll be dressed like this. I'll sound like this and I'll come across like this. My hair will still be there. That's sick. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling my production team lately, I'm like, I need like a sound effect or something. Now, don't play it. Those guys that are behind the scenes right now. But for these <laughs> mic drop moments, because you're you're really just bringing the fire today. And all the women who are listening to this just need to absorb everything that you're saying. It's so important because women don't think this because women. So my goal is this. I want to help women feel confident so they step into their power and they activate their voice. Now, the reason it's a three-step process is if you don't feel, as this is a female thing. If you don't feel confident, you don't step into your power. If you don't step into your power, you never use your voice. With a guy, it's 100% different. It's your strength and your power. And you put a guy in a gym and you give him a smart hair and a smart jacket. And man, that guy's rocking and he's right there. Look at you. It's all there, baby. Your yep. hair is your tool. <laughs> your hair and your confidence are your tool. So are mine. That's fantastic. This is almost, a, I mean, that's like a bookend right there, I feel, too. Because we, we can just... That's everything. And how long, here's a question. This isn't even on my sheet because I've got great questions here, but you're just engaging me so much this morning. How long does it take? Do you feel, cause I'm sure there's a time frame because you coach women in this, right? 
I do, yeah. There's got to be a time frame, and I'm sure it's different with most most people because everybody's unique. But what's the typical time frame or the structure of your program to where it's from day one, a female feels like they have no voice in the world till day you know level ten when they're feeling completely confident, their hair's right, their their apparel's right, and they're stepping onto a stage or even just into a meeting room or something like that, and they are able to own the room. It, it, you know, it takes a while, like, because what you do is you keep the more powerful, like, look at you, the more powerful you get, the more confident you get, your ambitions get bigger. Oh, yeah. So you never quite stop, do you? You have to learn to adjust to something new all the time. But as a woman, you're not just adjusting what you want, but you have to not be nakedly ambitious about it. I have a woman who I took to an IPO, you know, like a, on the stock exchange. Oh, yeah. Is that the same line? So yep. I took her into an IPO in 2018. And she will sit there and say, you literally coached me into doing the IPO. The day after the IPO, I said, what are we buying now? And she will literally be there and she will tell, she will say, I ring up Gita every two weeks. I get my mojo back. I go take over more of the world because she will hold a board meeting and she will say, so I went to the board meeting and I said this and I did this. And I was like, how did it go? She goes, it went so badly. I was like, yeah, you know, you took naked ambition into a boardroom full of white men. Don't do it. Ring them up individually and say, could you do this? Could you do this? Could you do this? And then that board will do exactly what you want by the time you've turned up in front of them. So it is a, just a different journey. Do you know what I mean? You're using yeah. the male version of let's go down this road. And I'm saying to you, it doesn't work like that. It's a little Amazonian rainforest and you have to kind of meander your way through it. Um, and, and, you know, nakedly ambitious, very powerful women like Hillary Clinton get killed. They just aren't liked. Yeah, yeah. You could you could want to vote for Hillary and not warm to her. Well, why do you think so many people hated her and loved her at the same she time? She just didn't coach yeah. with me. The chick should have coached with me from the beginning. <laughs> okay, that's it. Hillary Clinton should have coached with Kita. That's just the <laughs> bottom line. And then maybe she would have won four years ago. You know what? Well, what it is is well, she'd have been liked more at least. What it is is that <laughs> if you <laughs> sorry, so there's no guarantees on the results for the election. It's just she would have been liked more. Maybe Bill would have had what? a greater affinity for guarantee. her or something. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't guarantee she'd win the presidential election. But she, what she would do is she would have come out of it with running a movement. Mm, yeah. Now you can run a movement from the White House, and you can run a movement from my front row. You have to be a president to run a movement. We've learned that with Donald Trump. So she would have been liked more and she would have had people following her. And she, it's the pull versus the push, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So what you're doing is building your business because you have such a magnetic pull. But then what I teach women is that don't be afraid of that. Having that pull is not just a sexual thing when you're young and pretty, but it's actually an inspirational thing when you're older. Wow. <laughs> This but is incredible. True, right? I know. I want to stay on this for a long time. So, he, he, okay, let, let's let's segue, but also correlate this because something that gave me extreme confidence years ago was when I dropped a lot of weight. And the way that I did that was just learning about nutrition. I, mean, I dropped 80 pounds. And then after that, I went through a, a big health scare. But then I moved into this period of really getting fit. I'm talking bulking up, toned. You know, to where now, I mean, the way that my shirts hang, I just love it when I see yes. when I put on the right shirts, because even in America, you know, they expect people to either be square or like rectangular men or round men, not really somebody with a V shape like I have. And it's difficult yep. to find better clothes in that way, especially right off the rack. But that's something that gave me extreme confidence was being yep. able to walk into the room and understand, you know, and I'm sure there's something that correlates that. But 
what's the from a nutrition standpoint because there's something that I see women doing which is very sad because they'll they'll look at themselves and it it, it kills my heart it, it really does to say that you know I I need to have a certain number on the scale or I need to look a certain way you know versus saying I want to be healthy and I just want to be confident in my own skin you know and nutrition for me was a tool because that that was really my goal my, my same goal was saying I want to be confident in my own skin. And I just want to be able to walk into a room and understand that that is not a hindrance to my message getting across because yes. it's an internalization thing for me. But that gave you a unique perspective, which is why we can have this conversation because that makes you such a unique man where you understood that you built your confidence, you know, and you looked at it, you evaluated it and you were like this, this, and this is going to work. You then uh, implemented it. And then you, 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 you are who you are, right? That's why you can have this conversation and women, women, what it is, is look at it this way. If you had said, if you gave me this job, I would be really confident. You would have externalized all of your power to that job and you wouldn't have owned any of it. But what you did was you made the right choice. Cause you were like, if I feel good about how I am and how I look, I will, I will be powerful. So you internalize the acquiring of your power. Okay. So now as a woman, when you look at a scale, you're giving all your power to that scale. And you're saying, if I look like this, I will feel good. And it is absolute bullshit because in, sorry, English people swear all the time. You're good. So we'll, sorry. we'll just put an explicit on this one. But, but if you internalize that, which women, you see, this goes back to women not understanding that they're powerful. They're not brought up to be powerful. They're not taught to be powerful. If they're intelligent, they are actively put down in that intelligence the minute they can string five words together and call you on your crap. They're literally, so then they are taught to give their power to how they look because you can't give it to how you are intelligent because that's wrong. You can't talk about how eloquent you are because then you're just a bitch. You can't, it is about how you look. So then they internalize that how I look is where all my power is. If I don't look like that ideal, then I'm wrong, you know? And so if you can teach women, like I do a lot of weight loss uh, courses, but it, I only ever tell them it's weight loss. Once I get into the program, we talk relationship, we talk mindset, we talk healthy habits, because you've got to teach women that who they are is what they are. It's an internal journey, not an external one. Sure. And the way to meet anybody in a coaching relationship really is to just meet them for what they understand right now, because that's as far as they to. can see. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. they're not listening to you, right? Yeah. But that's to fair. teach a woman like you, if I told you that what someone else thinks of you is none of your business, you'd be like, yeah. But you tell a woman what somebody else thinks of her is none of her business, she will fall over dead. Because for women, we are trained to seek approval. Then you put an immigrant woman in that, oh my God, are you trained to seek approval? I mean, seriously, but honestly, what anyone thinks of me is none of my goddamn business, is it? It's only what I think of me that it's, matters. Yeah, it's limiting, isn't it? When it now, Hugely, but you're a man and that's a woman. They're two different scenarios. The, I, I'm with you. I fully agree with you. I do feel that men start to gain, the, well, you know, because what's the, you know, the five love languages, which are... You know, they're a big one for men are words of affirmation. Yeah, you know, and that's yes, a lot completely. of ways that they receive love. You know, so if you just correlate love into any type of relationship, whether it's business or anything else, men are always looking for feedback in that area. We I'm sure that we take it differently. You know, because for me, when I 
I, I loved it when I started this journey a few years ago and I started getting my first haters you know, and first negative comments. <laughs> You're and doing social. the right thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I saw because while I was soliciting feedback, I learned very quickly that, you know, I'm even though this, I have the soft side of me, but I'm very straight down the middle as far as being direct and, and how I believe and that, but I'm also just equally as open to other perceptions and perspectives too. That when I see the comments and I see, wow, I am really polarizing because if I speak at a conference or something like that, I, I on stage and they're rating you and reviewing you, I don't get three stars. I don't get two stars. I don't get four stars. I either get fives or I get ones. And it's now, pretty much. Now, if we gave you a vagina, oh my <laughs> God, imagine what that would be like. Well, you then would it would be polarizing up the wazoo, man. Well, no doubt. No doubt. And then it would also depend on how I look, too, in different ways. Because, I, I mean, I'm seeing that. Of course, yeah, I keep my hair tight. I get that. But even just the difference that I saw you with you earlier with that exercise you did. And if anyone's listening on Apple or Google or Spotify right now, you have to go look at this on YouTube. Because it, the visualization for what we're doing today is just incredible, especially if you're a woman. It's just amazing. It really, it, but, but we do it instinctively, right? I sure. just, I'm just very calculated about it now because I did it instinctively, but I didn't know why it worked. And then I was like, sod this. I refuse to have this happen by accident. I'm going to consciously make what I want happen. And that's when I started to clock that stuff. Because when you then see yourself on media, like you're saying, being attacked, being polarized, being, and you think, why did that work? Why didn't that work? Huh? I'm doing that again. And then you do it again. I see the haters. I mean, exactly what you said, that I'm doing something right. So let's say, oh, this generated this kind of response. And look at the engagement on this because I'm genuinely pissing people off. And yes. anger is typically one of the first emotions, too. So when, a, you know, maybe this is encouraging for women. If you say something and they think, oh, she just has a resting bitch face and it's a man that gets angry with you. It's because their inner child doesn't know how to process a confident woman. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Yes, but the problem is, is that when the world gets angry with a man, they get angry with the man and the man can go Meh, and move on, brush like it brush off, it off yeah. his shoulder, right? But when the world gets angry with a woman, they try and take her down. It's not enough to beat Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has to actually be a pizza eating pedophile as well as be taken down. Why does she have to eat pizza if she's a pedophile? <laughs> I'm not sure, but Pizzagate is Pizzagate, right? So you aren't allowed to just, uh, when you have, when you get angry with women, you have to destroy them um, because that's wow. the only way you can actually manage that process. So the way society approaches being angry with a woman and being angry with a man are two completely different things. You're allowed in the patriarchy to sure, be angry sure. with a man and the man's allowed to come back and rehabilitate. But when you're angry with a woman, rehabilitation is unacceptable behavior because you should have been perfect, Madonna. <laughs> Isn't she, though? <laughs> yeah, chick was in a stable. I'm just saying. Yeah, you think? <laughs> right on. <laughs> so coming from the support side, because you know, uh, back to empowerment, and I think this is something for men that need to hear. So let's say there's a there's a, a woman, maybe it's a partner or a spouse or a girlfriend, whatever, and they're looking to really break out and follow their dreams. They want to become an entrepreneur. They want to go into business. What advice would you have for men to best be able to support that person, both emotionally, verbally, everything? Oh my God, there, thank you. That's just the best question ever. It is completely different the way a woman sets up a business to the way that a man sets up a business. Because for a man, when you're setting up a business, success is defined as making a lot of money and making a really big business. So it's splash, splash, splash. For a woman, success is defined in many, many different ways. So when I first set up my business, success for me was being able to feed the kids. 
Success was being able to house the kids. Success was being able to clothe the kids, school the kids. It wasn't, I used to have men come to me all the time going, why aren't you growing faster? You're not succeeding because you're not growing faster. It took me a long time to understand because this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do. My women will set up businesses to fill a need and to fit their lifestyle. So when they're deciding success, what they're doing is choosing it that way instead of the male version of how big can it be? So if you're a guy and there's a woman setting up a business, ask her, just, just 30 seconds, ask her what she thinks success is. And then listen while she says it and then operate on that principle, not what you're trying to provide for her. Much as you love her, don't provide that. Let her define success. That's fantastic. Wow. I don't know where to go with that because that's, that's, that's just absolutely incredible. So, it's just women feel bad about their businesses because I did for a long time because they feel ooh, like it yeah. should be bigger, brighter, shinier. And, and that's not true. There are male models and there are female models. And the thing with the male models is men are not changing them. Younger guys, like you're changing them. But the old model was just boom, bam, big, you know, all the time. And, and it just isn't actually what we're all trying to do. That's intriguing because then I, I would see that from the outside perspective looking in, if we're going back to where you started, you know, how you got into nutrition and your, your mom, it was your mom, right? That thought, oh, well, you're going to be a, a waitress. Yeah. Uh, you, you were looking at the perspective of saying, I need to provide for my family. I need to put food on my table. That's my version of success. At least maybe it was at that point in time. It could have changed. But I could see any female who's looking to get into business, an entrepreneur or take on a C-level executive position, whatever it is, it, it's almost minimizing as a whole. So in that type of role, how do you become, because if you're defining success as a female saying, these are the outcomes that I'm looking for, not the big shiny and everything else, but these are the, yeah. the tangible outcomes that I'm looking for and how I define success. How do you cope with, or, or maybe even reject the general picture of success that a man or even society would thrust upon you? That's contradictory to that. Well, firstly, you don't have the conversation, right? You, you just go around feeling quietly bad about what you haven't done when in fact you're deeply successful, number one. Number two, you have got women that are following that model. Like a good friend of mine, Cara Golden from Hint Water is kicking butt and taking no prisoners. And she's worth, you know, the company's worth billions, go her. And then thirdly, there isn't a third. We just feel bad or we just, or we do it. You but feel you spend bad your whole or life. you do it. Yeah. And that's yeah. a choice too, wrong. right? Yeah, but it's wrong. It's not fair. Because actually, why should you go around thinking you failed? Why should you always be asked why you're mm. failing? When in fact, maybe somebody could look at you and think, actually, how about you're creating what you really want to be creating? And when you need more, you have an intelligence, you're a woman, you're an adult, and you'll ask someone for help, damn it. Wow. Do you coach men also? I do indeed. You do? That's fantastic. So this is my tag along question from, so, you know, what tips do you have for men who are trying to, who have women in their lives that are looking to go into business? There will be a point and there can be a point where the women in their lives could even surpass them as far as Yeah, income. they do regularly. A and lot of my clients are earning, are earning their husbands and boyfriends. That's really fantastic. How do you help men understand and absorb that? Because I'm sure at first, most men cannot cope with, with that, with that success because it's somebody else. And it's because it's not them. And because they are a man. 
you know what's interesting? The first thing is that the man will always tell you, but I'd love that. It would be so cool until it actually happens. Um, One of the interesting things is that you, you actually have to always start with the woman because if the woman still is a woman and she's still feminine, then the guy's not actually feeling threatened because he can provide for you, which is what a guy wants to do. And he can provide for you and you can still earn him 10 to 1. But if he's the guy and he feels like the guy, meh, on the whole, they're really chill about it. It's the guys that, that aren't being allowed to provide in any way because she's out doing this and then she comes home and then she's changed the light bulb. And, you know, those, it's the men in my life that have taught me that it's okay to be provided for and still be myself. That's incredible. That's very powerful right there. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're you know, it, it enables the guy, but it's a long time learning. That took me a very long time to learn. And you have to, you get to the stage where you think, okay, so how do you do that? Because if I have to do it, I'm going to do it all by myself because I'm the only one who can do it right. And, um, and, and actually that's crap. In fact, because men and women operate differently, allow them to enjoy being in the spaces that are good for them and, 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 and do what you're doing. And then the guy's not going to care because actually it's the, the, the time men care the most is when men are evolving from sort of prince to, to, to king. There's this bit when you stop being quite so physically powerful and you're evolving from being rah-rah to, to being older and your strength isn't where you get your power and your confidence from. That evolution is where men find it the hardest because at that stage, where is your power coming from? Because your external avenues of power are not where they were, right? That's incredible. So you have to get that stage. That's when, when, when with guys, it's harder. You know, by far, this has been, you know, approaching 100 episodes now. This has been one of my absolute favorite episodes. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. (laughs) It's just, I I love seeing people lifted up, especially women, because I feel it's just a bad rap to begin with. Uh, And it's just, that's... That's what my life is. It really is. You know, if I ever run for office and maybe I'm throwing it out there right now, I don't know, but wouldn't that be interesting? You know, just for a male to obtain a a largely female vote, that'd be incredible. Yeah. That's what I mean. Phone me before you do that, of course. Okay. I'm in. in. Work with me. Yes. I love that. Where can everyone find you on social? Because we didn't get too much into nutrition, but uh, that's kind of your gig right now outside of the uh, of female coaching, isn't yeah, it? Because actually the thing about nutrition is that it's like you made that decision. You can be doing anything, saying anything, doing anything, but if you aren't physically healthy, you're not emotionally stable. You're just not. So the place to start any journey of confidence and power is to actually just balance your nutrition, eat well, feel strong. When you feel strong, you're more likely to step into mental confidence. So nutrition is massively important. So um, my company is called Nosh Detox. So www.noshdetox.com. That's amazing. Thank you. And on Instagram, you're also Nosh Detox, at Nosh Detox. And just go to the website. Find Gita because Gita is incredible. Thank you so much for being on. This is, it's, you've really lifted me up today. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. What's shaking? Thank you for joining me on the All In Podcast. Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me, 312-535-8520. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.